Welcome to the Work From Home podcast with Mr. Tolu Balogun. In this podcast series, I will be talking about various ways for you to transit to working from home if you are not already doing so. If you are already working from home like me, I will be talking about a lot of things you can do to scale your business and move it to the next level. Wow, I'm so excited. We are here now at the 10th episode of the Work From Home podcast with Mr. Tolu Balogun. And I want to say a very big thank you for all of you who have been listening up to this point. I know you learned a lot from Donna uh, with last week's episode where she talked about, you know, making sure that you work on the things that you've put down, down, down deep inside you that has not, that has been inhibiting you from success. And if you've not been able to figure that out, I think this is the best time to go back and, you know, reach out to Donna and book that free first 30 minutes and see what you can get from that. You will be excited to, you know, be able to tone down, I mean, calm down and realize those things that are really injuring you and ways with which you can get off those things. Um, I want to... Say welcome again to the Work From Home podcast with Mr. Tolu Balogun. So today we'll be talking about branding for freelancers and remote workers. This is going to work for you if you're working from home generally as a coach, a mentor, you have online courses, you're selling from home, whatever it is, it's going to work for you. But, you know, I want to call this branding tips for freelancers and remote workers. When you are a freelancer, it's easy for you not to see yourself as a brand. It's easy for you to see yourself as I just help people get stuff done. I'm good at what I do. But you really need to be able to, you know, leave that space and realize that even though you're a web developer, there are tons of web developers out there. There's something that makes you unique. There's something that there's an angle that you come from that most other web developers don't come from. So you have to realize that, and, re- and that is the main reason why you need to, you know, create a brand. Creating a brand as a freelancer is not difficult. You can easily go for the personal branding style, which I'm also opting for, and just create off your name. So your name is Bob Duke. You can call it Bob Duke and have that as your brand. You understand? For me, I chose Mr. Tolubalogo, and... I have really stuck with it for about three years now. I love the brand name and I try to, you know, project that level of professionalism so that in five, six, ten years from now, people look at that brand name and they have to respect it. It is a brand name that has to be respected down the years and I'm guiding it with all my integrity, with all my passion, you know, because it's my brand is who I am. I cannot let anyone or anything to damage that brand that I am creating. So the same goes for you. You have to love your brand. You have to be that brand. You have to know that you're protecting that brand. And when people see you as someone that has a brand to protect, they realize that um, you are someone that's not going to easily swindle them. You are someone that they can trust and you're someone that they can hold responsible because there is something you are trying and you are using your life to project a great level of goodwill. Now, the first thing you need for your brand, in my opinion, 
are the basic brand assets. The basic brand assets for me are your logo, your official color, and your font. So for your logo, you can get a graphic designer to do that for you. You can do it yourself if you have a graphic designing app. You can use a lot of other free tools out there like Canva to design a free logo for your business or for your brand, your personal brand. If you decide not to go for the logo option, you can create a cartoon for yourself. The easiest way would be to use um, the tool by um, Snapchat, the Bitmoji tool to create a avatar for yourself. And you can also search online. There are a couple of online tools that you can use to create an avatar that you can use as a representation of your business. You can also get a couple of graphic designers out there that will be ready to you know, design a cartoon that you can use to project your brand. You can use a logo, you can use a cartoon, you can use an avatar, you can also use your picture. But if you're going to be using your picture, you have to remember that the way you look five years ago is not the same way you look now. It's probably not the way you will look in 10 years' time. So the easy option is to design a logo. You can stay consistent with your logo. And even if you like, you can also update your logo as time goes on. A lot of businesses have been updating their logo as time has been going on. A lot of, it, it does not mean that it still knows you, but you have to communicate, communicate the change in design across to your um, clients, your audience, so that they can know that though the brand um, representation has changed, it's still the same brand. And you have to be sure that that change in representation is not going to kill your brand. You want to make sure that you have a color that people know with you. You want to know, make sure that you have some fonts that people know with you. So, and you have to maintain that consistency among all channels. And I believe the next, next thing you want to do is you want to have your domain name, official email, and your official social media handles. You might not even build your website just yet. Your domain name is very important. So if you are Toluba Logo, you can have your tolubalogo.com. You can have contact me at tolubalogo.com. You can have tolubalogo across all social media channels. But for me, in my case, I use mrtolubalogo.com.ng because I'm a Nigerian. And I used my info at mrtolubalogo.com.ng as my official email address which I share with anyone that is doing business with me. Then I also use um, my official um, social media handles and it's quite consistent everywhere. It's just at Mr. Tolibalugu. So it's quite easy for me as a personal brand to have that consistency across all channels. And because of that, it's easier for also whoever I'm doing business with to be able to connect with me. Um, I have my logo that I'm using across all channels that if you type in Mr. Toluba logo on any social media handle, you would see my logo. It's right there. That is my branding. And if you also wanted to visit my site, it's mrtolubalogo.com.ng. That's quite easy to, you know, remember. And they know that, okay, my domain um, name synchronizes with all my social media handles. And that is one thing you want to make sure it's easy for your followers, friends, audience, clients to relate to it. So now after you've had your basic brand assets and you've also created your, I mean, online 
platforms where you want to be easily represented. You want to make as a point of duty to actually have a concise description of what you do. Now, the concise description of what you do is a detailed description of what you do. So detailed description of what you do, most likely a bio of what you do, why you do it, why you are good at it. If you've helped some other people and gotten some feedback in the past, you want to include it in your work description. You want to have a solid bio that's easy for anyone to relate to it. You want to have a solid bio that everyone can say, yes, I want to hire this guy if they've gone through your full bio. Your full bio should be at least 500 words, at least 500 words. So anywhere between 500 words and 1,500 words, anywhere between those, you want to have your full bio. Then you also want to have a short bio that is about 200 words. And then you also want to have a quick um, one-liner that you use to, you know, quickly pitch yourself especially um, something you can use as a short description on in the bio section of your social media profiles. The one-liner is usually something that goes straight to the point and explains what you do. So it could be a freelance writer that helps people convert readers to clients. That's a one-liner that explains what you do. A business analyst that helps you simplify, understand, and analyze your work process, you understand? So these are one-liners that really explain what you do. And then you have a want to have your I mean, short bio that's less than 200 words and a full bio that is between 500 to 1,500 words. So once you are done with that, the next thing on the list should be, you should be known for what you do. So being known for what you do helps people understand that you're an authority at what you do, being known, being an authority in what you do includes sharing content that surrounds what you do, probably the latest industry information about what you do. So as a social media manager, for example, there are some latest trends that are happening or some new releases that you noticed on Facebook. And for example, on Instagram now, if you're using Instagram on the web, which I use a lot, and you click on your um, profile icon or your profile photo, it brings out um, a drop-down list of options, which wasn't there before now. So I could decide to talk about that so people can know that I'm well adept at what is happening right now on um, social media. You could also decide to do reviews about some things or try to educate people about things that you often see them doing wrongly for example, you notice that a lot of people are not consistent about their social media handles. Here they are using, I am Daniel. On another profile, they are using Daniel is I. And on another channel, they are using Dan the Don. And you understand there's not that consistency. So if they want to, to tell someone um, what's my channel on Facebook, there's a chance that they could mix it up. And or there's a chance that um, whoever they're telling would not remember what, um, especially when you're when you're telling someone vocally, would not remember what which is which. And then there is that brand disconnect, especially when you have to print it out on media assets. People cannot, you know, just know that this is your 
branding tag across all social media handles. So I'm just giving examples and I hope you are understanding what I'm saying. It's just about showing that authority and, you know, in any way possible. It can be true, true reviews. It can be true how tos It can be true doing the live on Instagram, YouTube, or whatever platform where you're able to do a live and talk, you know, go, go deeply into the things that, you know, that people need to know that you can give up for free. It's just all about ensuring that you remain as an authority in the field you're in. So once you're able to do all of that and people can easily see vividly that you're this good in what you do, you want to also go ahead and do the next thing, which is to create a portfolio. Now, a portfolio should not be as difficult as people see it, especially new freelancers. Chances are, if you're a writer and you've not had any official writing gig before, there are some things you've done that you can still talk about. And maybe a blog post you wrote for a friend three years ago that got a lot of comments, or you notice that um, an NGO that you wrote captions, social media captions for, and they noticed an increase in engagement or great feedback from other people. Those are things you can always put as your portfolio, your volunteer work for your church, for your school, for any outfit out there, your internships, you can list them as part of your portfolio, your work experience. And or maybe um, you have been writing for people for free. You don't have to write it there in your portfolio that it was a free job. You just have to be able to package it as well as possible and say, I was able to help this person, this business or this person do this type of job. Or you can just say, I've written across topics that include blah, 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 and blah. You understand? So it's all about projecting what you are good at and trying to show that you have some experience in what you do. If um, you want to do even better, you have a website, you start writing on your website. You start um, showing and displaying your knowledge on your website. You start, I mean, creating probably a Facebook group and bring people that know that you are this good about what you do into the group to ask them to invite more people, create, uh, and you have to make sure that if you are using the Facebook group option, you want to use an option that is easy to search. That once people, that once people are having this problem, it's easier for them to type this in Facebook search and find you. you understand what we are talking about here. And you want to be very active because Facebook is not going to just show that, um, you have five people in the group. Facebook will show that there are five people in the group and there are this number of posts that are being shared weekly or daily. So you want to make sure you are very consistent with sharing, especially if you're using the Facebook group option. Now, the next thing I would say you should do as a freelancer to build your brand is to understand that even though you are uh, a freelance writer, a social media marketer, a digital marketer, an app developer, whatever it is you do, you want to niche down because the thing is for every skill set that you have, applying it 
in different fields will be slightly different. So you want to be so damn good at applying it for your field that it will be easier for someone in that field to recommend you to someone else in that field who's having issues. Because trust me, um, people in a particular field, they know each other. So for example, you are building a social media strategy for hospitals. You understand, say hospitals in Nigeria, for example, you are running social media um, package for them. You want to make sure that they understand that what you are doing is for hospitals. And you also will be able to, you know, research into what the problem is with hospitals, why they are not able to get people to engage with them and all of that, you understand. So it's easy when you are creating social media um, content for hospitals, for example, to move out to um, other sort of clinics or health related um, businesses that surround that niche. But once you have built your profile around hospitals, for example, it's easier for you to get a lot of other clients around that particular niche. So if you are um, a digital marketer for clubs, for example, you want to, nightclubs, I mean, you want to make sure that um, you understand the business process of nightclubs. You want to have a system that is already in place for nightclubs such that when other nightclub owners come to meet you, it's easier for you to get your job done. Everybody knows you're a professional here. They know you've done for A, B, and C. And they will also find it easier to you know contact you and say, come and run my digital marketing for my nightclub. So it's always very important to, you know, niche down. And the easier way to niche down is to look in your current circle, which are the most likely people that will need my services that I understand their mode of running business. You can walk up to someone, say, I'm just starting my business and I want to give you a free one-month trial. That's especially when you know that it's going to be very difficult for you to get your first clients. Look at some more people in your circle or people around your local area and offer them the one-month trial that um, they can cancel anytime and let them understand, okay, this is my price going forward if you want to keep doing business with me. So the thing with your starting price, especially as a freelancer, it's not negotiable. You have to understand that if I'm going to be billing this, because I'm giving you a free trial doesn't mean that I'm going to give you a discount on top of that when you start working with me. If I'm collecting $500, for example, for managing the social media posts per week, it's not going to change. If I've given you a one, after my one month trial, it's always going to be 500 bucks because I have the tools I'm using for business and all of that. I have the ads I'm going to run for you and all of that. And if you want to enjoy that full package, then it's this price. Then, but you can always have them in, you know, different packages, maybe an easier plan that is not as, as costly as the other ones. You know what I mean? But you want to make sure that your pricing is not negotiable as a freelancer, especially when you have that, I mean, solid expertise and you can drive in the result. Next thing on the list I want to talk about is that once you've now built your handles, you have to stay consistent on all of them. Don't just post on probably just Facebook and leave the rest out of it. Your LinkedIn is probably the most important of all your social media channels. And as many people as you can connect to it, make sure that you connect with them on LinkedIn also. So you have friends on Facebook, they're really good at what they do. Or you have this um, club owner that you are, you know, running a one month test for, 
make sure that your friends are also on LinkedIn and, you know, make sure that you guys are able to, you are able to comment on their profile and everything. It's all about getting noticed. You know, you want people to notice you and see what you're doing. So that way you can also get some clients that come your way. And you'll be surprised that because you are doing this for this person, someone might say, I see you are doing this for this guy. Would you like to work with me? You understand? So um, one of my biggest strengths is in inbound marketing. Inbound marketing is a style of marketing where the people who need your services come to you and you don't get to be the one that's always chasing them. So, but um, I've realized also, and I'm also building a system that works on hybrid marketing, you know, mixing up inbound skills and outbound skills and um, organic marketing and um, paid marketing, trying to bring everything together to create a solid strategy that should work for almost any business. But um, as time goes on, I am niching down this to people who are working from home. And when it's out, the public i'm doing a private um, test for a client of mine and once the service goes live to other people definitely i'm going to talk about it on my channel yeah so um some of the other things you can do as um a freelancer to build your brand is to you know get a coach for example, you want to get a coach that is good or better and can, you know, give you guidance on how to do or how to get some stuff done. For example, you can get a coach that is um, in your country or online. I've interviewed a lot of coaches in the past and I'm sure you can easily reach out to any of them. And, you know, tell them you're from me and see if they still have any valid offers that you can make the most of. And most of them always have a 30 minute free call session that you can always make the most of. There's Ryan Stanley that can help you to grow your business, especially if you have a solid service you're arranging like a coach and you're having problem turning um, people that love what you do into clients. Ryan Stanley is there to help you. You're having problems deep down that are formed um, layers that do, will not allow you to progress. Whether you know about them or not, you can always talk to Donna Ferguson and she'll be there to guide you. Um, you have issues with freelance writing. You want to be the best freelance writer around. You want to be able to make your multiple six figures um, monthly. You can always talk to Oludani. So uh, there are a lot of um, coaches that I've brought on this platform that are ready to help you grow your business. You have any issues with your relationship. You can talk with um, Roman, you understand? So there are people that have been on this show that can easily help you to get your stuff done. And they've been helping people for years. Some of them 10 years, some of them five years. And they are always there for you. That's why they're here. So I want you to make the best use of all the people that have been on this show. You can also contact me if you need help with setting up your work from home business. You want to build a solid profile as a freelancer. You want to understand what it takes. Book the free call with me. You can book on my Facebook page. You can book on my website. And, you know, you just have to make sure that 
you make the most use of all the resources you have and and enjoy the benefits that comes with listening to the work from home podcast. Now, after you've done all this, you also have to make sure that you have a standard that you're known for. There should be that level of service that you're known for as a work from home person. Most of the people that I've worked with know me for my hard work and my vast skill sets. Those are two things they would always tell you. Tolu is very hardworking. Tolu is very knowledgeable. Tolu has a broad skill set. And there's almost nothing you want to discuss with him that he does not either know about or has something to say about, you understand? So there is that um, level where I've gotten to and my clients can easily see that in me. Even if you are working with me for just two hours, you'll be able to realize that Tolu is hardworking, Tolu is very knowledgeable. And as a freelancer, you must have your own core values. Exactly. You must have your core values, things that you're easily known for, because those are the things that will keep your brand going, even when it feels like um, they don't, nobody really understands what you're doing. I'm not sure if that's the right way to put it, but I'm sure you do get my point. So um, with all of what I've talked about today, I want to believe as a freelancer, as a remote worker, you are able to now understand the value of branding yourself. And the truth is, once you've properly branded yourself, people get to see you as an authority. You can actually charge for what you're worth. So where other people are struggling to build five bucks an hour and they, because then I don't know how good you are. I don't understand the knowledge you have. And now I now bring myself to a level where I say, I'm this good. I've worked with this amount of people. These are the things people are saying about me. You know, when I throw it in your face, it's easy for you to see. I run the right um, search engine um, optimizations on my well-researched posts that I publish out on all of this and I bring it together and, you know, share some knowledge on Facebook, some on Twitter, and, you know, I distribute all my knowledge. And I have a lot of people that can vouch for me and say Tolu is good at what he does if I tell you I'm going to bill you $3,000 a month to manage your social media presence or to manage your online presence you know that yeah this guy is worth it he knows what he's doing I can see it in what he's been doing and I'm ready to work with him instead so you have to be able to help people see your value exactly that is the that is the purpose of branding you want to help them see that you're so good at what you do thank you very much for listening to the work from home podcast again and i'm so excited we've been able to come this far to the 10th episode i hope that you will still be here to listen to me even when i get to the 100th episode and i will never stop giving you a lot of value that you can use to build or scale your work from home business don't forget to share this podcast with your friends, your families, your well-wishers, everyone around you. Until next week, I'm still Mr. Tolubalogun, and this is still the Work From Home podcast. Have a nice day.